Hello. Hello. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Kim. Welcome to season four, episode 14 of the Massive Fans Book Club podcast. This week we are covering a little itty bitty section, chapter 62 through 64, because it makes me want to just like punch my face how many feelings I have about such a little section. Um, <laughs> yeah, chapter 62 through 64 in Crescent City House of Birth, Blood by Sarah J. Mass. Yay. So, just to recap really quick, in the last episode, we celebrated Danica's birthday, or tried to, and we finally saw Bryce visit the Medwitch for her leg for a deep yeah. dive into all of our feelings and thoughts. Go listen to the episode, okay? Uh, and for this episode, something tells me there will be consequences for Hunt and Bryce's actions in the last episode, in this one or the next. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I have to say, like, while I saw obviously the consequences were coming, I didn't necessarily see that these were going to be the consequences. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, as always, this podcast is not for little ears. So there you have it. <laughs> yes. Please, please don't let little ones hear this. Just please. Yeah, so Kim, you're gonna start off with 62 here in a second, but I just, uh, yeah, I feel like I have a lot of feelings about this section because some crazy stuff happens, but then also, and we'll talk about it when we get there, there's like two things about this section that irritate the living shit out of me. <laughs> and you know what they are. And I just can't wait to find out if I'm the only one who found that irritating or if we all read this section and found them irritating. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Can't wait. <laughs> so, so that we can get there. Um, Kim, how about you tell us about chapter 62? <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know... The last chapter literally ended with them finishing up at the Medwitch's office. And so chapter 62 quite literally opens with Bryce having called Jessica saying, I'm not going to make it in because she was just in way too much pain. Okay. And that was like sort of, I said the only two things irritated the shit out of me. Probably should have said three. I don't know what fucking earth. Like, it's not this earth that Bryce came from thinking, I'm going to go have major surgery with no medication, and then I'm going to go to work after lunch. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? I don't think she realized it was it was going to be as bad as it was. I, I really don't, don't. Yeah, but like, okay, but like, I don't go back to the office after I get my teeth cleaned just because fuck it, you know what I mean? Like, let alone getting shit sucked out of my leg. Like, yeah, I just thought that was super fucking weird. I was like, well, yeah, Bryce. Yeah. So they get back to her apartment. She's all snuggled up on the sofa with Hunt. Yeah, which is cute. It's very cute. And he'd been making lunch for them when Micah calls. Womp womp. And it's like, my office, immediately bring Bryce Quinlan with you. 
oh shit <laughs> can we just uh, say yeah obviously this is bad news bears um also well when we get there in a second when we get to the bad news bears part i will have a question for you okay so just carry on but this is like this like this is where now looking back i'm like hmm he did specifically ask for bryce to come okay just now i have a question about that (laughs) i think i know why you're asking that and i i do have the answer okay so he gets in so hunt gets into his killing people outfit i'm never gonna call it anything but that now nope they call it his battle suit and i'm like yeah killing people outfit um close enough close enough for government work so he gets dressed in that and he knows he knows that this was not going to be a nice meeting with micah and so he puts her in a pair of workout pants because she's still in a lot of pain sure and as they're going through all this hunt is smart enough to put two and two together knowing micah that there's a chance he won't be there for her follow-up appointment in a month yeah which i really hate like for him like i really hate that this is the moment and he has no time to process that and he just has to be like cool okay and he can't say anything to her like and i think i i think that's what i find so hard about like rooting for their relationship right now Mm -hmm. is that like I like the two of them together. Obviously, we're going somewhere. Obviously, like they've got each other's back, but we're mm-hmm. not like mm, we're not like great communicators right now. <laughs> like we could really afford some of that, like Reese Feyre, uh, a thought for a thought energy. We'd like really get a lot of shit out in the open if we would like do that. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, <laughs> so it's like really hard to root for them because I'm like, oh, poor baby. But like I can't even blame Bryce. It's not her fault because he ain't saying nothing. No, he's not. And you know, he realizes that either shit's gonna go down at the committee in Micah's office or the case is over. But it's just not gonna be pretty. Yeah. Um, and he he also acknowledges that as he says in here to himself in his internal monologue, after this morning, what were words that two brief kiss had given her he'd given her had said enough so had the light he could have sworn glowed in her eyes as he pulled away a line had been crossed one from which there was no walking away oops um yeah yeah i don't uh, yeah, I don't even have words, mostly because I feel like I'm a little, it feels a little melodramatic to me to be like, oh, yeah, we kissed this morning and now a line has been crossed. I'm sorry, my dudes, you guys have been crossing lines for like days, my man. Like this, I'm not sure that that moment is it. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Like I'm all for you being up in your feels. I get it. I get it. But I don't, I wouldn't put too much pressure on worrying about this morning, bro. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So they get to the committeeum. And as Hunt notices, the usually bustling hall was hushed. Bad sign. 
And he's like, if people had run or Micah had ordered them out, oh, fuck. You know, he's like, this is just seriously bad news bears here. And then he thinks if he sees Sandriel and he and she knew Bryce was injured, like, then he knows where that could go. And he starts to get really angry and his temper is like literally pushing against his skin. You know, it's. Yeah. He has some crazy power. That's all I got to say. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they get to just outside the door outside of Micah's office and she's starting to panic. And he's like, chin up. Let's see you do that fancy trick where you somehow look down your nose at people a foot taller than you. Which is hilarious. And I highlighted it and was like, man, that is goals. <laughs> that is. I want that. I want that. And she smiles at him and he even knows that this is going to be the last time that she's going to smile at him or he is definitely going to see one any time in a while. Um, especially once they open the door and who should be in there but Sabine and Amelie. Yeah. So we can all guess what this meeting's now about. Yeah. Um, admittedly, admittedly, this meeting goes a little different than I thought it was. And when we get to a like certain point, I will point out like why it's not quite what I thought. No, I agree. Um, and Isaiah and Victoria are even there. Uh, yeah. And Isaiah is trying to send Hunt a very nonverbal message of, <laughs> like, yeah. dude. <laughs> and Hunt is like, and he says this to both Micah and Sabine, Quinlan doesn't need to be here for this. And Sabine is such a bitch because she's like, oh, she does. I want her here for every second. I'm like, all right, this you're is, a fucking cunt. And right. I don't say that word lightly. So this is kind of where my question starts to come in. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, bring Bryce with you. Okay, so he does. And seemingly it's just be it's just because Sabine said to. Because as we're about to find out, we don't do fuck all or even really say fuck all to Bryce at all. Right. And then we, like, are going to, like, try to kind of kick her out in the middle of it. So, I, I, I don't, I literally don't know what the purpose of dragging Bryce here was. So, Sabine could be a bitch. That's really what it is. It's proving what a right. bitch Sabine is. But, like, I, and I guess, well, maybe we'll find out later. But I don't understand why Sabine just gets what she wants. Because... As we're about to find out, Sabine is still not even really going to get what she wants. So obviously there is, like, Micah has some ability to be like, fuck, sit down, Sabine, I don't care. So, like, I don't know. Like, if it, My point is just I don't understand from Micah's perspective why Micah wasn't like, yeah, yeah, I get what you want. I don't give a shit. Like, I'll bring my guy down here. But <laughs> Bryce is a civilian, not my fucking problem. Well, I, I think he's pissed off because Bryce has rejected him publicly. Yeah, I guess they're digging into shit. They've, they've pissed off several people because right, of the way they're digging into things. It all goes back to what I started with, which is, and this is why you don't bring a civilian in on a case like this where she's completely, like, not 
qualifying. <laughs> oh, I agree. <laughs> so like, I kind of, I just feel like all of this confuses me because I'm like, wait, we're mad because some unqualified fucking civilian who doesn't work for you fucked some shit up. Ever consider that's why you do background checks and hire qualified people <laughs> instead of sending a slave and civilian out to do your work? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Ever thought about hiring real detectives? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, so we get a little snowflake. It's really a commercial break mm -hmm. because we come back and, you know, it's, Mike is like, I'm not going to even bother to ask if it's true because there were six cameras in the bar that captured what you did and said to Amelie. She reported your behavior to Sabine and Sabine brought it directly to me. And Amelie, I like, she's trying to get out of this, right? Because now she's like, I, I, I just mentioned it. It's, I, I didn't hold like a pup. Yeah, that's why I was saying what I said, which is this isn't going exactly like I thought, because I thought it was all Amelie's fault. But she's like, I fucking don't want to be here. <laughs> no. I was like, oh, well then. And so it just, you know, Sabine goes off and she's complaining about how dare Micah set, send his assassin after when a her packs right. the person she has designated as her heir since Danica's no longer alive. Yeah. <laughs> and I like Micah's response. He's like, I will tell you again, Sabine. I did not set Hunt Athelar upon her. He acted of his own free will. He acted on behalf of his companion. And he's looking at Bryce when he says that. <laughs> Don't. Again, I just feel like do do mates need to wear like glowing signs for the rest of the society to understand? Because I feel like even in this moment, Mike is like, mm, I'm feeling sketchy about this relationship. You think? Yeah, I, I feel like Mike is like, as he's saying it, I feel like he's like, well, it's not my fault. He beat the shit out of somebody who threatened his. Oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, wait a minute i did not think this through i did not i just get this weird vibe from micah halfway through this that he's like uh did not think this one through <laughs> yeah well hunt comes here to defense and he's like look bryce had nothing to do with it amelie pulled the bullshit prank and he decided to pay her a visit sure and sabine's like you assaulted my captain and Hunt is like, I told Amelie to stay the fuck away, to leave her alone. <laughs> or are you unaware that Amelie has been gunning for Bryce since your daughter died, taunting her about it, calling her trash? And Sabine's like, what does it matter if it's true? <laughs> and Sabine is like, this cannot go unpunished. You fumbled the investigation of my daughter's murder. You allowed these two to poke their noses into it, accuse me of killing her. And now this... I'm one breath away from telling this city how your slaves cannot even stay in line. I'm sure your current guest will be highly interested in that little fact. Okay. That pisses Mike off. I mean, I get it, but I don't. Okay, hear me out. I get it, but I don't. Is the public really going to care? Like, I don't know. I'm just looking at it from like true crime lovers of today, not, you know, imaginary Crescent City true crime lovers. But mm -hmm. like, 
if today you were to, like finding out that they were like reinvested like opening a crime that happened like two years ago that was like unsolved and suddenly the mother came out who gave no fucks two years ago and was like they messed up the investigation blah 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 all that would do would make the public think she fucking was in on it right mm-hmm. <laughs> So I don't really understand where she's like, I'm going to tell the public. Tell the public what? That you didn't care when your daughter got murdered two years ago and now suddenly you do? I don't think that's going to go over like you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. And of course, Micah does respond that Athlar will be punished. And Sabine is like, now, here, where I can see it. She's having a little shit bit. Like, <laughs> goddamn woman. This is why she wanted Bryce there, because she's trying to hurt Bryce again. I guess, but like, I don't, I don't know. I like, we know as the readers that that would hurt Bryce, but I don't really understand how Sabine is so sure, but whatever. She's taking a few assumptions. Remember, she saw them on the roof. I guess that's true. And even Amelie at this point is like, Sabine? (laughs) She's like, I didn't, please, what are we doing? This is awkward. Yet, can I go home? Oh, yeah. And of course, you know, Hunt realizes that, you know, Sabine had been hoping for this moment to finally happen. And she was just using what happened with Amelie as an excuse. Like, this is her chance to get quote unquote revenge. Sure. Yeah, accurate. And Micah is funny, though. He comes after her and he tells her, your position among the wolves does not entitle you to tell a governor of the Republic what to do. And Sabine, being the dumb bitch she is, doesn't back down, doesn't even try to acknowledge that he outranks her on so many levels. Yeah, that's why I don't understand why he wasn't, like, sit the fuck down sooner. Like, I just Mm -hmm. can't believe he put up with it as long as he did. And Mike is like, you acted foolishly. I would have thought you, at least, would know better. Meaning Hunt. Well, accurate. Wouldn't we all? But matey mates be doing dumb matey mate shit. Yeah, well, and Sabine, being the bitch that she is, then says, history indicates that a slave assaulting a free citizen should automatically forfeit their life. Yeah, somehow I just knew that wasn't going to fly because we got too much book left. (laughs) He's got a little thing called plot armor right now. (laughs) Yeah. It's very frustrating. And Micah is caught between a rock and a hard place. He's actually kind of not happy about this. Sure. And Micah's Which is, I guess like, why I'm not convinced that he knew what he was getting in the middle of until he was like, oh, fuck a duck. Yeah, pretty are. much. <laughs> and so then Micah's like, look, those are old rules and traditions for Pinjara, not Valbara. Hunt will be punished and he shall die in the way that angels die. Sure. The living death. And Hunt is like, oh, shit. And he even said, though he admits, oh, you know, he does say in his internal monologue, you know, he'd been ready for, to face whatever the consequences were the minute he launched into the right. sky. So at least he knows. And of course, then Bryce, Bryce has no idea what the living death is. And so she's looking and she finally looks to Isaiah because every time she's ever interacted with him, Isaiah has kind of been the quote unquote voice of reason. Sure. And he answers, and to Amelie, who has no idea what this is, the living death is when an angel's wings are cut off. Well? Oh, shit. 
Okay, in complete fairness, I guess this would have been more shocking if you hadn't read Akatar first. <laughs> True. <laughs> Having read Akatar, I'm like, mm, this suck, but it's okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have better medicine than fucking Cassian did, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Magic and medicine. Like, shit. Um, and Bryce is freaking out, and even Amelie, you know, Hunt is looking at Micah, realizes Micah's being fair, because in theory, really, Sabine is correct. He could pay with his actual life. And so he takes off his jacket, and he goes to his knees, prepared to face what he has to face. And Amelie starts freaking out. And she's like, I don't need to press charges. Sabine, I don't want this. Let it go. Right. As Micah walks around and he's stalking towards Hunt. And Bryce tries to put herself between her and Hunt. I mean, Hunt and Micah. And she's like, please. You know, trying to get Micah to stop. Because Micah's approaching with the sword. And Victoria very quietly got to her side. And very quietly whispered. They will grow back in several weeks. His wings will grow back. So at least it's not like a permanent sure. thing. And Amelie starts freaking out because she's like, no, it's gone far enough. Yeah. And Hunt just stands there very stoically, lifts his wings up, you know. So it's a clean cut. And Hunt is like, do it. And so Micah does. Yeah. And we get a snowflake. Again, commercial break. We assume he's screaming. <laughs> like, we assume that's why we get the commercial break. Well, that and he passes out. Right. That's what because I mean. Commercial break I, is so we don't got to hear that. Yeah. So they come back and Hunt is brought back into consciousness because Bryce is screaming. Yeah. And he's like, I'm, he must have blocked out for only a moment. His wings were still spurting blood from where they lay, like two fallen branches on the floor of Micah's office. Amelie looked like she was going to be sick. Sabine was smirking, and Bryce was now at his side, his blood soaking her pants, her hands, as she sobbed. And Sabine's like, we're settled. Micah, as soon as Sabine says this, pushes a button to get a medwitch in. And even Bree, but Bryce stands up to Sabine, and she's like, you are a de- disgrace Sabine you are a disgrace to every wolf who has ever walked this planet and Sabine is such a bitch because she's like I don't care what half-breed thinks of me and Bryce is like you didn't deserve Danica you didn't deserve her for one second and Sabine's like I didn't deserve a selfish spineless brat for a daughter but that's how it turned out is it Bryce is just angry and she you know, Sabine. Well, but then that's also why I'm confused because I'm like, so wait, wait, wait. Now you are showing your hand, Sabine. You didn't give a fuck about Danica. Yep. So this whole, I'm going to use my daughter's murder to my advantage. Like, you're not even good at doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like, she's just kind of dumb. But what Sabine then puts out there is really awful. Because... You know, Mike is trying to get Bryce to calm down and he's just like, you know, take Athlar out of here, to the house, to the barracks, I don't care, get him out of here. And Sabine, it's like, had decided to stay for a minute to give 
breaks a piece of her mind. And this is where it gets really horrible. Like, Sabine is such a bitch. I swear to God. Like, I know. I would. I'm surprised. Well. Anyway. Um, I'm surprised Rune doesn't come after Sabine for this bullshit. But that's a whole different story. Sure. Sabine is like, I sought out the Underking last winter. Did you know that? To get answers from my daughter with whatever speck of her energy lives on in the sleeping city. Do you know what he told me? He said that Danica would not come. She would not obey my summons. My pathetic daughter would not even deign to meet me in her afterlife for the shame of what she did. How she died, helpless and screaming, begging like one of you. And do you know what the Underking told me when I demanded again that he summon her? He told me that you, you piece of trash, had made a bargain with him for her. That you had gone to him after her death and traded your spot in the Bone Quarter in exchange for Danica's passage. That you worried she would be denied access because of her cowardly death and begged him to take you in, take her in your stead. And Bryce is like, that isn't why I went. Danica wasn't a coward for one fucking moment of her life. And Sabine's like, you had no right. She was a coward and died like one and deserved to be dumped into the river. And now she is left with eons of shame because of you. Because she should not be there, you stupid whore. And now she must suffer for it. And Mike is finally like, that's it. Get out. I don't even understand. I mean, what she's saying is fucking horrendous and awful. I, yeah, I got that. But I don't even understand what Sabine's saying. Because how? The, the, I don't think that's how that works. Like, I don't, I don't. I don't think that Danica probably feels any fucking shame. No, you are the one who feels shame because you fucking hate your daughter. That Danica isn't ashamed. You are, you dumb bitch. Like, what are you ta What are you going off about? Being like, no, she's going to have to live with her shame in the afterlife. She probably has none. You're the fucking lunatic, not her. Well, yeah. So, like, I don't understand what Sabine's even talking about like sabine is so delusional uh -huh. <laughs> that she thinks that's a thing like i just i guess this goes back to what i'm saying about i don't understand why anybody gives her the time of day she's basically a raving lunatic she is she's a fucking so i don't really dog. understand why she has even half the power she supposedly seems to fucking have in this city because i feel like people like micah should just go now nah, this bitch doesn't even know like this bitch crazy like, mm -hmm. I don't care. She's fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... I agree. It's very confusing to me. I don't get it. I, I agree. <laughs> I totally, totally agree. <laughs> and Amelie is literally stunned to silence. Yeah. And she actually is like, I'm sorry as she's leaving. Yeah. Bryce's response is to spit at her, which, you know well, what? I can't necessarily fair. Fair blame her. Yeah, same. I can't really get enough spit coming out of my mouth on demand, but good for Bryce. <laughs> I'd have hocked the biggest ass loogie I could to spit at her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mine wouldn't be very big. Maybe I don't have as much spit as other people. <laughs> oh, no, I'd make sure, like, I, I cleared my sinuses out for that one. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. How gross and nasty could I be about it? Yeah, I like that visual. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. I do my best. What can I say? I, I'm a vengeful little person at, on occasion. So good. Often. I appreciate that. But on occasion, 
I, I do get a little. We get another invisible snowflake. It's another commercial break. But we do change points of view, and now it's from Bryce. And she's come to realize she's never going to forgive any of them. No. And Hunt is out cold. The Med Witch is stitching him up. Actually, yeah. more than one. Uh, they are trying to promote quick growth and everything else. Um, they couldn't use any first light or magic because it would, it was not allowed in the, in the living death. Sure. It would delegitimize the punishment. Well, like, fair, to be honest. <laughs> True. Bryce is so absorbed in, in what's going on with Hunt. Like, anybody with half a brain should have figured out what's going on between them at this point. Like, they, like, if you don't figure out that they're mates at this point, like, I don't know. Like, I think you're a fucking Well, idiot, in fairness, I don't guess they know. I guess we are still... We are all up here drinking cereal tea, wondering what the fuck is wrong with these two. But anyway. They don't know, but the rest of us all do, right? So anyway, <laughs> Micah is trying to talk to her and explain that the alternative was Hunt quite literally being dead. Officially, irrevocably, like, no, like, head off his shoulders dead, right? Sure. She's not even listening to Micah. Sure. Um, and then the, the medwitches are like, you know... They he he she's going over all the 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 directions you know give him the healing potion every six hours, it will stave off the pain. Isaiah and Naomi brought them back to her house, and she ordered them out as soon as they laid Hunt down on her bed. <laughs> like you know what I can't say I blame her. <laughs> yeah. Um, and while she's sitting there holding Hunt. She starts to think, and she's, she realizes she knew, she would never expect Sabine to understand why she made the choice she made. Sabine apparently never listened when Danica spoke about how she'd one day be buried there in full honor with all the other great heroes of her house, living on as that small speck of energy for eternity, still a part of the city she loved so much. And Bryce was driven because she could never get out of her head the muffled begging that Danica had done on that audio. And because of it, she wasn't willing to take any chances, and she wanted to make sure that Danica did get to live on. Pretty shitty afterlife concept, to be honest. It is. It's pretty awful. Like, I'm not sure I'm here for this bullshit, to be honest with you. I'm not a fan, but right now it is what it is. I have to go with... Yeah, I just think it's a weird choice. I agree. Um... And we get a flashback to her visit to the Ender King. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of thing of detail about it, but she basically tells him she wants to trade her place for Danica. Right. As he says, do this and know that no other quiet realms of Midgard shall be open to you. Not the Bone Quarter, not the Catacombs of the Eternal City, not the Summer Isles of the North. None, Bryce. To barter your place here is to barter your place everywhere. And she keeps saying, I wish to trade my place. I wish to trade my place. And the Underking is like, are you so certain Danica will be denied a welcome? Have you so little faith in her actions and deeds that you're going to make this bargain? And Bryce is just, I want to trade my place.
And, you know, he tells her there's no one doing this. And he finally says, then say it, Bryce Quinlan, and let the trade be done. Say it a seventh and final time, and let the gods and the dead and all those between hear your vow. Say it, and it shall be done. And I wish to trade my place. And it was done. And so Danica had a guaranteed place in the bone quarter. It's just kind of interesting that Bryce felt she had to I find it so interesting that Bryce felt she had to trade her place in the bone quarter for Danica. That's, I think, the part I don't understand. Because she was a warrior and she was begging and it was heard on the audio and it got projected out to everybody after the death and the investigation, it got leaked out. Yeah. Um, it was so embarrassing to the wolves and to, to Sabine. Um, I, get, I gotta be, I, um, yeah, okay, fine. Like, whatever. Yeah, I get it. It's kind of like what you were saying. Like, it just feels to me like a weird piece of world building that I'm not really here for. It doesn't really make any logical sense. I agree. Like, it was not explained prior to this point very well. And now I'm supposed to just take for... Like, I don't know. It's kind of like I'm being asked to understand a religion that I've never been told about and doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Like, right. uh, no, I'm sorry. I can't get behind your illogical thought process on the afterlife for some gods that are made up for be- for for some stuff that Danica did or didn't say and apparently it being recorded is the part that fucking matters. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, that's not how any real religion on Earth works. So It's not even so much that it was recorded. It's that it had been released out to the public for the public right. to hear. But that still makes no sense, right? That's what I'm saying though. Like there I can't I can't because in in Sabine's eyes it brought shame upon her name. Right, but I'm just saying we up until this point there is no world building or societal explanation or religious explanation to make making your mother pissed off at you a reason to go to hell, basically. Do you see what well, I'm I, I totally agree with you. I'm not <laughs> like, saying I, I disagree with what you're saying. I'm just telling yeah, you yeah, yeah. why Sabine... Sure, but because... Why, we and why Bryce felt that she had to do that. Yeah, I guess. I just, I just, I, it feels kind of like weak world building to me, I, which I hate to say. I don't mean to be critical. I just, uh, I'm particularly, I get particularly irritated around the, like, when we layer things on that we didn't get details for like we already have very little like understanding of like the society of crescent city i feel and then we sort of understand the like ruling class per se and some of the history but this is kind of like expecting us to understand akawar stuff back in akatar i agree so I'm just feeling like we didn't get some details that we should have had if we really wanted this to have an impact. Because instead, I'm just like, nope, y'all sound crazy. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I mean, Brees, Brees, Brees. <laughs> That's a new name. <laughs> you keep bringing up Akatar. What can I say? My poor brain just kind of goes there. <laughs> Short circuits. Um. <laughs> Not really, but well, it does. But <laughs> anyway, um, Bryce has a has a good outlook about it. She, you know, 
she imagines that the coin she took is represented as the missing coin in Jessica's office. And all the other coins are the souls of those she loved drawing together forever in the bone quarter. I, I kind of get it. It's kind of weird, but I get it. Bryce refused to believe it. She refused. She just refused to believe what Sabine had, had thought and said because. Right. But she, she does believe what Sabine said, or she wouldn't have gone and bartered her. Do you see what I'm saying? That's why I this know. whole thing makes no sense to me. I know. <laughs> I just feel like she keeps contradicting herself and I'm like, I don't know. I know. And Bryce is like, I don't know. And I'm like, girl, I don't know either. I know. <laughs> but I'm sad. You're sad. <laughs> I agree. I, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm sad that you feel sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so she's, anyway, she's going through all this and she finally takes her phone out. And she fires off a text message. Never text angry friends. <laughs> yeah. And she sends it to Ethan. And as she says in here, it's her first message to him in two years. His frantic messages from that horrible night and then his cold order to stay away were still the last things in a thread that went back five years before that. Tell your alpha that Connor never bothered to notice her because he always knew what a piece of shit she was. And tell Sabine that if I ever see her again, I will kill her. Ethan writes her back immediately and he's like, I had no part in what went down today. And all Bryce has to say is you disgust me, all of you. And I can't say I blame her for feeling that way, even about Ethan, because Ethan kind of... Yeah. Oh, I don't blame her. I just don't, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I guess that made her feel better. That would not make me feel better because he, like, did not give a, like, I don't know. It's, to me, this feels a little like yelling into the wind. Like, I agree, but congratulations. She also, I think, knew that she could strike a blow that nobody else could with Ethan, and so she did. Yeah. She was lashing out. I hate to say it. She lashed out. Yeah. And so she's just, like, you know, all pouty and pissy. We get another invisible snowflake and we realize Hunt, it's changed and time has passed and Hunt wakes up and he's kind of freaked out because he realizes his wings are gone and it it's a physical response to the wings being gone because it's he's used to right. the, the weight of them there and the way he has to counter weight. So his, his yeah. whole balance, everything is off. And then he realizes that he's in Bryce's bed because he can hear her and smell her and all that happiness. He's in so much pain. And he acknowledges finally that what she did today, what she had revealed to the world and pleading for him was dangerous for both of them. And that if he were f smart, he would, he would somehow get away and, and, and basically, you know, end things because this is not going to end well. Sure. And somehow he couldn't bring himself to do it. And as he says, you know, he didn't regret it, but there might come a day when that wouldn't be true, a day that might dawn very soon. 
So he is savoring every second of what they have going on right now. And that is the end of chapter 62. Yeah. Chapter 63 opens up. They're at the uh, gallery. Bryce is in the library with Lily. And as she explained to, she had told Lily what happened and apparently Lily cried. She didn't realize she wasn't in pain with her leg. She had just wanted to stay home and take care of Hunt, but just above is being a total bitch and was like, uh, no. So she, as she says in here, I love it. She's so frustrated and angry. She's filling out job applications. I'm like, you go, girl. I was like, we've all been there. We've all had that day at work. <laughs> and she sent them in, like, go, go, Bryce. Um, and then she called Rune and he came over and he was the one who's going to take care of, of Hunt, because, as she says, she didn't want anyone from the Legion in her house. Which, she, fair. I don't blame her. I wouldn't want to see any of them either, so I don't I don't blame her. Uh, Rune kind of did not handle seeing the, the back and how it was displayed very well. Oh, I'm okay, I'm okay, everything's fine, everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I can't well, look directly at him. It's fine. <laughs> and I'm just like, whoa. But yeah, Rune does acknowledge laugh. that, you know, Mike had gone easy. As he says, Sabine did have the right to call for his death. Sure. And Rune says something which I find is interesting because he finally is like, I should have been the one to shut Amelie up. And she's like, well, you weren't. <laughs> and he finally is like, I'd like to be. And and she's like, why? And he goes, because you're my sister. And I'm like, all right, dude, you get, like, big props for owning that one. Okay, but also, I just love how many times we've been like, we're going to say this 10 inches from Hunt. And he's not gonna hear it. Like, fuck's sake. <laughs> like, isn't he laying right there? <laughs> like, aren't they basically saying this over his body? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. So she get she left basically right after that and sure. gets to the gallery. Rather than with, deal with her emotions, right. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> well, not only that, but Jessica is in a mood and was yeah, all pissy fair. because they had somebody coming to buy something. And... In fairness, okay, I'm not saying Jessica's a nice person. I'm just saying, well, in fairness, Jessica's pissy because her employee keeps fucking leaving in the middle of the day and then saying she'll be back at lunch and then not coming back at lunch. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But Bryce took care of everything and then when it was done, she went back down to the library. And Lily is down there with her. And then she's like, hey, why are you on Redner's site? Yeah. And so Bryce is just staring at the password. And she's tried all of them. Yeah. She's tried everything she knows. And so then she's like, you know, she figures that somebody's going to get an alert because she's accessed Danica's files. And Lily's like, look, does this somehow tie into the horn? And... Bryce is like, Danica knew something, something big. 
and she's just sitting there trying to figure out what Danica's password would be. And she goes, Redner Industries would have told her to write something totally random, full of symbols, the whole crazy shit, right? And Danica would have done completely the opposite of what she had been told. So I like her first try. This this one actually made me laugh. Sabine sucks. Yeah. Didn't work. Funny, though. Yeah, very funny. And she tries a bunch of other things. It's still nothing. Uh, Rune messages her to tell her that he took his meds. Um, and then wanted to know where Bryce was. And, of course, Rune's like, he's not a bad male. He is sleeping again, but seemed in good enough spirits, all things considered. And then the last thing Rune texts her is, he told me to tell you thanks for everything. Which is, like, really cute and also, like, awkward as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> awkward as fuck that Hunt asked Rune to do it and awkward as fuck that Rune did it. Because I feel like all of us would have been like, okay, buddy, yeah, take a nap. And then been like, that guy is fucking high off his meds. I ain't doing none of that shit. Like, <laughs> like we were all like, yeah, buddy, I'll tell her. No problem. You go take a nap. Fuck that. <laughs> I know. I agree. So it just was wild to me that Rune's like, and he says. <laughs> Do you have anything better, else you want it? to her? Do you need her to pick something up on the way home? <laughs> like... Yeah. Pretty much. So Bryce is sitting here. She's still trying to figure out the password. And she finally decides to try the last thing she could even remotely think to try. Which is the words that were written on the back of the leather jacket she'd worn constantly for the last two years. The words inked on her own back in an ancient alphabet. Danica's favorite phrase. Whispered to her by the oracle on her 16th birthday. So she wrote it out in the common language. He lied while was possible. The login screen vanished and a list of files appeared and we get an invisible snowflake. Guys! Where the fuck do y'all work that your passwords are allowed to have spaces and commas? And commas? Makes me wonder if Sarah J. Mass has ever really had to create what? a complicated password. Yeah, like what? Now, I mean, like you and I spoke about it earlier, maybe she just wrote out the sentence and was like yeah that's fine and maybe like really the way that she typed it in the computer was like uh no spaces no punctuation right. just like even then most fucking password systems will go eh, you can't use real words or eh, can't use like a speakable sentence you know what i mean like they want they want you to type hot dog but replace the o with a zero and the d with a six like you know what i mean i, know. Like, I don't know what planet but this very very like high fluting tech company was like yeah that's fine what i know no numbers were required you didn't have to have a capital letter a lowercase letter a special character two numbers your dog's middle name and sign away the your firstborn like jesus i need all that just to get in my fucking gmail i know <laughs> so i'm just very that was my one of two guys that really fucking irked me i just 
can't be the only one. I mean, maybe I am. But. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I found it to be, I mean, it makes sense. I do know, like, I have friends who work in IT security, and they have told me, actually, one of the best ways to make a secure password is to type out a sentence. Now, you have to adjust the sentence so that it has right. like, different things, but you type out a sentence. Sure. But like I said, you usually have to have non-recognizable words. I have been told before that like when I go to type in, so like you'll do a password, right? For like fucking Harris Teeter, right? You're like, I don't even know why this shit needs a password. And you're like, okay. And so you're like, I'll use my cat's name, right? And so you go to type it in and they'll be like, eh, eh, that's a real word. And you're like, what? And they'll be like, you can't use real words. And you're like, well, shit, you're just Harris Teeter. Fuck. Like... <laughs> Not fucking selling like nukes. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't... Yeah. Even if you were to type a sentence, like you said, you're supposed to, like, replace some of the letters with fucking, like, numbers. There's no spaces, and you have to do weird capitalization. You can't just write something that's on your fucking jacket! I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this really irritates me. But anyway, carry on, because we're about to get to part two that really fucking irritates me. Visible snowflake on the other side. It's definitely a commercial break. Sure. Bryce is going through all of Danica's files. Most of them are on different reports. Sure. She's like, yeah, this is all bullshit. And then she finally finds this weird subfolder named Party Invites, and she's like, the fuck? And she's like, Danica had never been organized enough to keep party invites, let alone in full. She usually deleted them or let them just sit in her inbox, right? Which feels like the precursor of information you need for why what I'm about to say is so, like, why I'm so confused. <laughs> and then, so Bryce is like, huh. So she clicks on it, and sure enough, there's a folder with Bryce's name on it. And she's like, sure. oh, okay. So she clicks on it. It only had one thing in it photo of her jacket and Lily's like why does she have a picture of her jacket was she gonna sell it and Bryce is just staring at it she gets up she logs out of the account and she goes racing to go get this jacket and she's like it's a clue the photo is a fucking clue and she's running her fingers on the seams of the jacket the whole bit and she finally comes across something right along the vertical line of the L in love. Through love, all is possible, Bryce whispered. Grabbed a pair of scissors from the cup on the table. Danica had even tattooed the hint on Bryce's back, for fuck's sake. Small, thin rectangle fell onto the table as she's cutting into the leather. It's a flash drive. Now, Lily's like, why would she hide that in her coat? I love Lily. <laughs> So why? She's like, what's that? <laughs> and she puts it onto her laptop. And there are these unmarked videos within. Three right. of them. And she and Lily watch the video. They open the first one. They watch it. And all you hear as this chapter ends is God spare us that Lily says. So whatever is on this video is pretty fucking horrible. Yeah. Yeah, and that's incredibly interesting. It is. What also is incredibly fucking interesting is the idea that a girl who you describe as, like, an avid partier and, like, too unorganized to put, like, stuff in a folder on her computer 
You're telling me this bitch knew how to hand embroider on a fucking leather jacket so that she could cut a hole into the jacket, put a flash drive on the inside, and then so fucking flawlessly re-embroider the L on top so that you didn't know there was something inside. <laughs> I'm supposed to believe that Danica could do that? I'm gonna Maybe I'm just... I'm going to have a River Song moment and just tell you spoilers. Oh my god, there's going to be spoilers about Danica being able to fucking sew? Like, what? Nope. (laughs) So anyway, I still think this is fucking stupid. Book two. Wow. Crescent City 2, we we find out some stuff. That is going to explain why Danica can sew? (laughs) No, but it's going to explain the randomness of it. Yes. All right, fine. But I still think it seems like a fucking stupid choice. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't I don't disagree. I mean, I have to admit, the first time I read this, I was like, what the hell? That's an odd place to store that shit in place. Well, it's not that, okay, like, honestly, it's not that it's an odd place. It's that it's an odd place for, for Danica. Danica. Right. And for her to expect Bryce to find. Like, that's what I have so much problem with. The whole concept of this book is supposedly that Bryce and Danica are, like, so in sync that that's why Bryce is, like, so sure she can figure out what really happened. But, like, every fucking turn, we find out that Danica has done something fucking out of character and weird. Mm -hmm. So, what, like, I'm just having a hard time, like, giving a fuck about their supposed friendship when clearly all I want to say is, Bryce, you apparently don't know this girl that well. (laughs) (laughs) I hate to break it to you. I don't think you knew Danica half as well as you think you did. So this is awkward. Like, I just... (sighs) Anyway. Mm -hmm. Still hanging out, waiting to like a character other than Rune. Like Lily. Literally. Oh yeah, Rune and Lily. That's okay. I already decided that Lily's probably gonna die. She's gonna get eaten by the knock. Um <laughs> that's that's my guess. <laughs> All of a sudden I was reading this the other day and I was like, mm, better say goodbye to Lily. They keep bringing up that knock. He's definitely gonna eat her. <laughs> better not get too attached. <laughs> Anyway, that's 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 my fan theory so far. <laughs> I can tell you that the knock does not eat her. Oh, good. That's nice. <laughs> but also weirdly specific. <laughs> so yeah, we're just gonna roll with that. Anyway, chapter sixty-four. <laughs> I can't anything without giving you spoilers. Oh, <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> I'm the one who's read the book, not you. That's why I'm like, um. I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oddly specific. You didn't say no. She lives. You'll find out in book two when she goes on a date with the knock who isn't such a bad guy after all. <laughs> well, 
also doing she's made of fire and then I'll cast to be in water all the time. I don't think that would ever be an issue anyway. Has that ever stopped SJM before? <laughs> to a degree. For secondary characters, yes. Yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, it's fine. Everything is fine. But yeah, those are the two things that irritate the shit out of me, both in this chapter. Chapter 64 uh, is irritating for different reasons, but like plotty reasons. <laughs> like just want to slap people for making bad choices reasons. <laughs> yeah, well you know stupid people do stupid shit sometimes and smart people do stupid shit sometimes and you know what can i say Stupid is just everywhere and it's kind of contagious yeah it is it's a disease at times and they all drank from the stupid stick on this one so i wouldn't say anything one way or the other about lily other than to tell you (laughs) that (laughs) the knock does not eat her yeah, okay, thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> well, your theory's wrong, so. <laughs> okay. Apparently, but apparently I may not be wrong that Lily and the Doc go on a date in book two. <laughs> you never know, but he doesn't need her. Okay. I'll leave it at well, that. I think of a lot of other ways he might kill her, so. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm not holding my breath on Lily making it a book two. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're like me, don't hold your breath. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything at all. Okay. You're not supposed to. I know. I'm not going to. So chapter sixty four. Hunt finally wakes up and proves to Rune that he is alive enough to be left alone. And about 15 minutes after Rune leaves, Bryce shows up. But Bryce doesn't look real good. Bryce Bryce looks kind of freaked out and pale. Like, not in a good way pale. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what's going on? And he's in enough pain that he's like, yeah, okay, even walking hurts right now. (laughs) But we do find out that this is not the first time he had his wings cut off. No, no, no. The first time was after Shahar is killed in the battle and the fallen are all made as the fallen. The the Asteri cut their wings off and hung them up in their palaces, trophies. Does that remind you of anything? Yeah, we've been there, done that before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, so how do you feel? And and he's lying to her. And he says, oh, I'm fine. What's wrong? She gets her phone out, pulls up an email. And she goes, Danica had a flash drive hidden in the lining of her jacket. They sit down on the sofa and she hits play. And at the bottom of this video that they're watching, it says artificial amplification for power dysfunction. Test subject seven. That doesn't sound real. Oh, yeah. I mean, we know by that title it, we're fucked. <laughs> uh huh. And he is, Hunt is like, what the fuck? And then he's like, it's about synth. It's the synth research trials. He knows that now. And Bryce is like, keep watching. And there's a human woman in the office, in, in this room. And 
a veneer male comes in and he ejects, he does all of her vitals and then he puts something in her arm and he walks out and locks the door behind him. And Hunt's like, did they just inject her with synth? And she's like, oh, bitch, it gets worse. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, mm-hmm. The camera's still rolling. And two veneer come in. And they're slaves. And he knew that they were prisoners. And yep. he knew why. And when they lunged for the human female, she lunged for them. And he says it happened so fast, he could barely track it. The person who had edited the footage went back and slowed it too. So he watched blow by blow as the human female launched herself at the two veneer males and ripped them to pieces. It was impossible. Therian had said synth could temporarily grant humans powers greater than most veneer. Powers enough to kill. And Hunt's like, do you know how bad the rebels would want this? And the video's still going. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I just, like, I, I didn't even make this note earlier. I just suddenly was thinking this. And I can see the value in this drug for exactly what he just said, which mm -hmm. is like, oh, I can see, like, how the human rebels want this. I'm not entirely sure I understand what anybody is doing. Like, okay, I mean forget just like some dumbasses like leaking some shit onto the streets i'm not really sure what like your average person out there just doing drugs is like you know heard about this one drug makes you fucking hulk out and kill people <laughs> like i'm not really sure i understand the draw or why this drug is on the streets period like not only why would you not want it to leak on the streets but also like why wouldn't the streets just give it back like, I don't I, think people who do drugs are trying to basically kill, like, I don't think that's a thing. Like, I think if you do drugs, you're hope, like, you're looking for a distraction, a high, a lack of pain or something, not to, like, hulk out and murder. I agree. So I'm a little confused why this being on the street is a problem. Like, who is volunteering to take this? Who's, who's paying money to take this? Because it's probably being sold to them as something that's going to make you feel amazing and invincible. and Right! But then, like, why? Because then they're just murdering in the streets. I don't... Like, it's not like you're controlling who they murder. Like, I absolutely understand how this drug could be used to, like, your advantage in, like, war or something. But I do not understand how this is used to any advantage on the streets. <laughs> I don't know either. I mean, trust me, I have no okay, idea. Okay, so we're not supposed to understand that? Okay, yeah. that makes me feel better. I thought no. I was just dumb. Nope. Okay. But apparently the video keeps going and they keep sending in people. Yeah. And twos, threes, then five. And everybody they send in winds up in pieces. In piles. Well, I was going to say, in piles pieces. is, I guess, the key here. And the human female is slaughtering all of them. Yep. And then she starts screaming, and she tilts her head to the ceiling, and she's screaming. And he knew what was coming next, Hunt did, before he saw it happen. Yeah. Because when there was nobody else in the room for her to go after, she turned on herself. And ripped herself apart until she was literally nothing but a pile on the floor. And the footage ended. Yeah. 
oh shit, does this sound like some things we've read about previously? Oh yeah, I mean, I guess this is how Danica died. I guess somebody fucking pulled this shit. Yep. But like, I mean, I guess we're. I I guess the reveal is supposed to be that oh shit, so the whoever killed her could have been literally anybody who took this drug, right? Yep. Like literally anyone. Right. Great. I still stand by what I said. <laughs> who the fuck is volunteering to take this? Who knows? So yeah. Who knows? Bryce is like Danica must have figured out what they were working on in the labs. I think someone involved in these tests. Well, sure. Could they have sold the formula to some drug boss? Whoever killed Danica and the pack and the others must have been high on the synth or injected someone with it and sicked them on the victims. Right, right. Okay, again, I can see it used in that aspect. I can right, see right. using it on somebody else. Right. And then, but Hunt's like, but how does it tie into the horn? Thank you. We would all like to know. And Bryce is kind of smart because remember, she just saw the med witch. Yep. So they can make an antidote to synth. And as she says, maybe they summoned the Crystallos for the antidote in its venom and nothing more. They wanted to try to make an antidote of their own in case the synth ever turned on them. Maybe it doesn't connect to the horn at all. Maybe this is what we were meant to find. There are two other videos just like this. Two different subjects. Danica left them all for me. She must have known that someone was coming for her. And she must have known that she... She must have known that when she was on that ox boat confiscating that crate of synth, that they'd come after her. There is no second type of demon hunting alongside the Crystallos, just a person from this world. Someone who was high on the synth, used its power to break through our apartment's enchantments, and then had the strength to kill Danica and the whole pack. And Hunt's like, okay, yeah, I, I, it could work. You're not. I, yeah. I see this. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with Hunt. I'm like, yeah, could be. Could also, like, not be, but yeah. <laughs> and he's like, but the horn is still out there. There's a drug that might be able to repair it. Coincidence or no? I don't know. Something's... We're still not We're still not any closer to finding where this horn is, right? Sure, right. And as he thinks, oh, shit, now we're just going to... We're just deeper into trouble now than anything. Right. As he calmly says to her, Micah already demonstrated what it means to set one foot out of line. We need to go slow on the synth hunt. Make sure we're certain this time and careful. And she's like, none of you were able to find out anything like this. Why should I go slow with the only clue I have about who killed Danica and the pack of devils? This ties in, Hunt. I know it does. I am so annoyed by this thought process because, like, while I want to be like, yeah, girl, I get it. I get it. You're like, I'm on the trail. Like, I get it. But on the other hand, you can't just be, like, going off into, like, I'm just going to go after murderers by myself. I have no plan and I don't know their motives. I'm not even a cop. I can't arrest them. Like, what the fuck is your plan? (laughs) Not only that, but she's, she hasn't even made the drop. So right, so I'm like, I'm sorry, bitch. What? Like you what? 
what? Yes. And he's like, look, if we pursued this and we're wrong, and Michael learns about another fuck up, forget the bargain being over, I might not walk away from his next punishment. Fair as fuck, right? It's like, dude, I walked away today without my wings. The next time I'm probably not going to have a head attached to my neck. Right. Like, bitch, I don't want to live. Thank you. And he's like, look, it's horrific and I've never seen anything like it. But then as he says in his internal monologue, it changed everything. Everything. He didn't even know where to begin sorting out all he'd seen. He should make some phone calls. Needed to make some phone calls about this. But to find the murderer and maybe the horn and to make sure there's an afterword for you and me, he says to her. Because there would be a you and me for them. He'd do whatever it took to ensure it. And he goes, we need to be smart. He goes, can you forward that to me? I'll make sure it gets to Vic on our encrypted server and see what she can dig up about these trials. Okay, so he's he's being kind of logical like a cop and trying to do the right thing. Yeah, but it's also cute because he was like you and me. No. <laughs> So then she is like, so what kind of an afterword for me and you do you have in mind? (laughs) And he's like, oh, the good kind. (laughs) Okay, which like man answer. Okay, thanks. Yep, yep. And then, you know, they let it go and she brings up that Hunt kissed her. Yeah, then we turn into like teenagers who can't fucking like communicate. We just have to like really awkwardly beat around the bush, but all right. And he's like what about it and she's like did you mean it and he goes yeah did you want me to that's why yeah mm-hmm. this is like high school yeah this does not read as sexy as i think we thought it was no. <laughs> then the whole do you want me to do it again uh-huh i hate like, maybe that's just a me thing because like that comes up in like a lot of like rom-com type stuff and i fucking i always hate it and she's like yep i want to do it Yep. And I'm just like, oh God, here we go. Y'all, okay. So then we got to buckle up for like, hmm, let's say, uh, mm, what, like one, how many, uh, I'm trying to count here. Give me a second. We got some pages and some pages. We got like, what, two pages just trying to get them to actually fucking kiss. We talk about it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for a solid, like, page and a half Mm -hmm. um then we kiss for the rest of the page which is fine but then guys we do one like two three yeah we do a solid three pages of heavy heavy petting and Mm -hmm. it's like i'm sorry didn't we just watch a bitch like murder people and then rip herself into shreds Yep. Is this really what we want to be doing right now? Aren't we sitting on the same couch in the same fucking positions we were when we just watched, yes. like, murder? Well, just before, and then we... Bryce crawls into his lap, but yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying, that seems kind of crazy. <laughs> Some people get turned on by violence? I don't oh, know. Okay, yeah, maybe that's what we're doing here. I don't know. It's weird. Beats the fuck out of me. Anyway. Three they, they... really descriptive pages. <laughs> yes, we get some very descriptive pages of what they're doing to and with each other. If you want to know what it is, please go read it. 
But it is not. Okay, but that's the thing. But, like, they actually don't have sex, which is, like, you know, fine or whatever. But the reason they don't have sex is hilarious to me because, again, another reason I thought, do we really want to be doing this right now? I'm yeah, not saying it was smart. Yeah, long story short, should I get a little too excited about the whole fucking thing? And Bryce doesn't really think about the fact that our dude has, like, two what? You know, like, dinner plate size wounds on his back. <laughs> yeah. Or at least salad plate size. Yeah, exactly. At least some salad plates, maybe a soup bowl. I don't know. But Jesus. Yeah. Uh and he literally is like, not moving, just bleeding, just in pain. And she's because like, oh, she fuck, has driven him right. into the sofa, right? Yeah. And she's like, oh, fuck, did I hurt you? Um, no. Oh, fuck, did I hurt you? Is like, I'm sorry, I forgot that I had my keys in my pocket. Not like, not here, let me shove your open fucking wounds on my couch. <laughs> what I don't understand is why he wasn't smart enough to take control of the situation and flip them around a little. I don't but... know. I don't know. What do I know? What do I know? No, I don't even understand the physics. If he's like all driven up against the back of the couch and he didn't have any room to move his elbow and I don't know. I just... I'm with you. It's okay. Right? Okay. I just, Something about the physics seemed whack to me for this whole like three page scenario. More than a little whacked. Yeah, okay, thank you. As long so, as it's I did highlight one little part in here because I find yes. it interesting. Please share. So as she climaxes, her Good body her. explodes into glorious starlight. Yeah. We know well, somebody else who does that. Yeah. Vera. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, also, she's related, like, I don't know, is that supposed to be shocking to me? Because, like, she's related to Rune, and isn't this, like, the whole fucking point about why the horn matters to him? (laughs) Yeah. But then, but why would she necessarily be the one to explode in the starlight? I just thought it was interesting. No, I know, but I'm just saying, I mean, because whatever fucking weird bullshit power he has that we're supposed to believe, I guess she does too, they're half-siblings. Well, maybe she does, maybe she doesn't. Maybe it's a metaphor. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that, or we're just recycling metaphors. That is completely plausible. <laughs> you could be right there. I mean, metaphor. I'm going yeah. with the metaphor because quite literally as she comes down from this and it recedes, the quote-unquote starlight recedes, this is when we find out he's in pain. So she has to call a med witch to come and make him... And he's trying to figure out when he can have sex. And the med witch is hysterical. She's like, yeah, when you're able to fly, you can be cleared to have sex. So it's going to be a while before he can do much of anything. I like where she's like, I'd suggest whatever interaction caused tonight's injury also be postponed until your wings are healed. Because bitch ain't stupid. Nope. She was like, okay, I better be clear with this man. I didn't just say don't have sex. I also said don't do fucking weird strength, like physical activity. Okay, <laughs> the playtime non-existent for a while. Yeah, everybody in their own bubble. <laughs> yes. Anyway, Hunt and Bryce finally go to bed after she leaves. Bryce is like, she wakes up at at like three in the morning for no reason but she knew what she had to do at three in the morning 
She fires off an email with her request. Regardless of the late hour, received one back within 20 minutes. She'd need to wait until her request was approved by the 33rd. Bryce is frowning. She's like, I don't have time for that shit. She creeps out of her room, checks Hunt's door is closed, and he's asleep. And she heads out of her current apartment to her old one. And we get an invisible snowflake. It's a scene change. And she's like, she hadn't been in this area in two years, but as she rounds the corner, she saw the flashing lights and the terrified crowds, and she knew. Knew what building burned midway down the block. Yeah. Someone must have noticed she'd logged on to Danica's account at Redner today. Or perhaps they'd been monitoring her email account and seen the message she'd sent to the building's landlord. Whoever did it acted quickly. Realizing she'd wanted to come hunt for any other clues Danica might have left around the apartment. There had to be more. Danica was smart enough to have not put everything she'd discovered in one. People are all upset. They're crying. They're freaking out. And she is upset herself now because she realizes she caused this. People, you know, her old neighbors have lost their homes because the building yeah. was completely engulfed. The good news is nobody was in the building. Everybody made it out. But... The building is completely engulfed. But she knew she was getting close because she remembers the Viper Queen telling her, look where it, it hurts the most. And of course, she thought it was about a shifter, but she's like, maybe it had been about, been about the murderer all along. So I find that very interesting. And she's thinking, you know, circling in on the synth, apparently she had hit a nerve. Yeah, I would say so. Just a little. Anyway, Bryce is halfway home. Her phone buzzes and she's thinking, you know, hunt she's, about to get, she's thinking she's about to get chewed out because she left in the middle of the night. Right. But no, it's from Therian. <laughs> what? And he's like, there's a deal going down on the river right now. A boat is out there signaling just past the black dock. Be there in five and I can get you out to see it. And she's like, a synth deal? And Therian answers, no, a cotton candy deal. Yeah. I love that. A synth deal? No. She's like, I'll be there in three. And she doesn't call Hunt or Rune because she knows that they would both tell her not to go without one of them. And she's like, I don't have time to waste. And that's the end of the chapter. And that's why I said sometimes people do stupid shit. (laughs) Yeah, they do. I mean, it's like that and the sex, but that's beside the point. Sometimes people do stupid shit. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm like kind of like excited to figure out what happens with this whole uh, drug deal, but I can't imagine it's going to be good. It's not going to like, it's not going to go well. <laughs> it's not going to be like, oh, look, there's the drug dealer. And over there is a guy wearing an I murdered Danica shirt. <laughs> like, <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> Oh, come on, Kim, you can admit the next few chapters are going to suck. Like, that's not a spoiler. That's common sense. (laughs) No, they are. They're going to totally suck. There's some shit that's going to go down that just is going to suck beyond all belief. (laughs) And that sets us up for the end of this section, because next episode is the end of part three. There will be a song list. I don't know how long it will be. 
And then in case you made it this far and now you're just curious, uh, we did figure out too that we will be starting Silver Flames in November. Yes. So yes. Uh, be looking forward to that. Yes. I'm excited. Me too. <laughs> that feels and, like a good fall book. <laughs> yeah. And then and then we'll go to Crescent City too. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to also bring up Neither one of us actually watched the live with Sarah J. Mass. However, no. we have seen snippets and read yes. notes of people who were there. Yeah, quote them. transcripts, all those things. Yeah. And I'm not sure what to think, but if you have read all of the books, and all of her fans, especially anybody who has read Throne of Glass, which we've been told is a finished series. Done and gone. Eight books. It's over. She just opened up the can of worms that it may not be over. We know she's doing a crossover with Akatar. Does that mean she's going to cross over Throne of Glass? I always assumed the answer was yes. So that's well, kind of shocking information to me because I always assumed the answer was yes. I kind of did and I kind of didn't. You know what I mean? Like, because I know how it's resolved for Throne of Glass. Sure. So I'm like, okay. I just find it weird. So I'm curious to see how this, what she does, how she does this. Yeah. She says she has stories for characters that she hasn't finished telling. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Um... And then my two cents is just um, the fact that she kind of admitted that she has not started writing Akatar 5 at all yet, <laughs> which feels a little concerning since we supposedly have a published date. But uh, yeah, that's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> it's great. Everything's fine. I'm not at all worried we're going to George R. R. Martin the end of the Agatha series. I'm not worried about this. Bye. Bye. You and I have also been saying for a while now that because of the way she's talked about Crescent City 3 and how it ties up a bunch of loose ends, that how much of that is Crescent City 3 is Crescent City 3, but it's also the next Akatar book. Sure, absolutely. And then also, uh, Kim and I have talked a lot recently offline because some of you may have seen the um, semi-hysterical, lovely, and also uh, shocking and confusing uh, answer that Samuel gave in an interview and asked about Akatar recently saying hey like did you know you're like in the forward of one of her books like yada yada it's getting made into a tv show have you been like approached and he basically says I'm not saying that I have and I'm not saying that I haven't right yep. and, and so along with that statement and then obviously so people pick up on that um he kind of gives like a little smirk too like it's kind of hilarious um that, like, I mean we know he has a a good relationship with both Broadmore and Meryl Davis. Right. Because of Outlander. And in theory, Outlander should be finishing filming for good sometime this time next year. At the latest. Yeah. So um, anyway, but all of that to say, Kim and I have also been talking about how maybe some of this also like the slowdown has to do with the TV show. Uh, Mm -hmm. We've all kind of joked that the TV show, you know, is never going to happen because we're all trying not to like get our hopes up. (laughs) 
but I think uh, things like that question coming up outside of a Sarah J. Mass centric uh, universe thing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the fact that that came up like out in the wild, so to speak. <laughs> it definitely makes me think we're more leaning more towards a yes than a no. Yeah. Yeah, 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 leaning more towards the show is going somewhere. Um, not that Sam Hewen has anything to do with anything. As Kim and I discussed, we clearly the interesting part about this is that clearly he was briefed previously that this may start coming up. So yeah. that also leads me to believe that again, that means that like moves are being made. That if he was warned by his people, hey, you may get a question about this, you know, your response needs to be XYZ. That means that they knew people are interested, which means that some level of production must be happening for it to be coming up at all. Correct. Yeah. So anyway. Whether he's being considered or not. Right, right. But the fact that he was briefed means that some conversations out in the world are happening because otherwise it would never be brought up in a room he was in. Very true. I would agree with that. <laughs> So that's basically our random SJM uh, Akatar update. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have more of them as she continues to just sprinkle weird information out into the universe. <laughs> yeah, there is that. And she's definitely doing some, like, it's just odd the way she's getting information out there. It really Yeah. Um, most, and, and I think it's odd because, uh, again, this is all speculation, uh, I'm finding that all of her Crescent City 3 answers feel very boxed in pre-planned. Mm-hmm. So something about this is different. I just feel that in other interviews when asked about things about like Avatar or or um, like Crescent City or whatever, I feel like she was a lot more just like coming up with answers on the fly versus something is different now. Uh, she definitely has people in her ear telling her what she can and can't say. And I believe she even made a joke about how she couldn't say something because of her publisher. Yep. And I was like, Oh, I don't feel like she usually says stuff like that. So well, and the fact that she is openly admitting she hasn't started to write the next Akatar book, I find suspicious weird. even. Yeah. Well, I find it suspicious because I could totally see the publisher telling her to say that just to throw everybody off the scent. I don't know. I don't know. I think in 2022 as a publisher, you don't have anybody lie. Uh, Book talk is ripping people apart right now. Uh, Poor Katie Robert just got thrown under the bus uh, because she... Her book, I don't even know which book, one of her recent books was getting put, like was picked up by Bookish Box and she was supposed to sign like 7,000 copies and she has some sort of like muscular condition that she physically Mm -hmm. could not sign 7,000 copies, right? So she Mm -hmm. used her signature stamp that she uses all the time and she didn't think anything of it, but Bookish Box did not disclose it and people went after Bookish Box and Bookish Box essentially threw her under the bus from what I can tell. (gasps) Oh no. So now you've got fans who, supposed fans, who are mad that she didn't physically sign the books, but if they were fans, they should know that she fucking can't. So yeah, now they're basically. Yeah. So yeah. So basically now there's, you know, 
And then, and then everybody's got to put their two cents in on it one way or the other. Like, I mean, I feel awful for her. She posted a video the other day, I think it was yesterday, of her, like, crying, apologizing. And I was like, shit, this oh, is... No. Anyway, my, the, the, the rambling of this is to say, if I were SJM's people, there's no way in hell I would let her say anything that could remotely get her or the publishing company in trouble. True. So if she had, like, I just, it's, it's fucking wild west out there. <laughs> it is. It's, it's gotten a little, a little insane. You and I don't t- typically go into all of like the book talk drama, at least not here. We no. offline. But there's a yeah. lot of like book talk, bookstagram, internet drama around a lot of authors right now. Some valid, some way less valid. <laughs> Even some that is valid does not deserve the extent that it's getting. Like, mm-hmm. some authors have made some shitty choices, but that does not earn them death threats. That's fucking wild. I agree. I totally agree. So, yeah. Anyway, all of that to say, everything SJM has said recently has been fascinating. And don't yes. hate her or send death threats to any actors, please. No. <laughs> You're not encouraging that in any way, shape, or form, nor would we. My dudes, don't even get me started. I will go down a rabbit hole swinging for fucking the way people are treating the Lord of the Rings cast right now. I know. <laughs> Rings of Power, I'm sorry. Everybody can just go fucking, they can just go lemming jump off a cliff. Like, I am not here to stand for that bullshit. No. It's ridiculous. No. It's absolutely insane that people think that that behavior is okay. Nope, 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 nope. Anyway, sorry to go down the rabbit hole. Uh, if you want to talk about all the things, oh my God, we would talk about literally anything you want to talk about if you want to send us a message on any of our social media platforms. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's really true. And if you have a specific one of us you want to have answer you, you just please let us know when you... That or just plan ahead knowing that I pretty much check all of the Instagrams. <laughs> sure. Kim catches all of our stuff that comes through our website and email. <laughs> Facebook. I do keep an eye on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, exactly. And dude, if you message us on Twitter, we'll only get it because it goes to our inbox, not because we, but neither of us tweet. (laughs) Yeah. You're welcome to tag us there, but we don't hang out. Um, Anyway, um, so like we said, find us on all the things. They all have two A's, like Sarah J. Nass's name. Uh, website is massivefanbookclub.com, Facebook at Massive Fans Book Club and Podcast, Twitter at Massive Podcast, Instagram at Massive Fans Podcast, Pinterest at Massive Fans, and TikTok at Massive Fan Bob. Yep. Dude, I just realized that I don't even think I ever started a Crescent City um, board on Pinterest because I didn't want to see any spoilers. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> I just realized that I just keep adding to the Akatar ones. <laughs> So as soon as we finish Crescent City 1, you can go ahead and jump into Crescent City. Then, yeah, yeah. Then I'll make a Crescent City board. But anyway. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, mm, okay, bye. Bye.